Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a rocking show today because we're going to talk about getting more out of our days. Now, that doesn't mean doing more or eating more or, you know, shopping more. It means about getting more of what we need on a daily basis. And, Rob, I have struggled with this for 13 years ever since I had my first kid. (laughs) Isn't it true? I think so many times you say... You know, I'm going to uh, get, do better. I'm going to get better. And then all of a sudden, whoop, it passes by. And you say, wait, wait a minute. I didn't do what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's not, it's not easy. It takes a conscious effort. It is a conscious effort. And when we're so overwhelmed, I mean, I'm overwhelmed from the morning, moment I get up in the morning between like my 83-year-old dad and my dogs and my kids, and I'm not willing to give up any of them. And I I found this really cool thing this week. Um, it's called HelloFresh, and it's mm-hmm. it's this box that comes in the mail, and it's got this cool um, freezer pack thing in it, which I'm using for soccer. I'm reusing it. Um, but it comes with these, like, meal kits in a box, in a box. And so you open the box, and there's, like, three little boxes in there, and it came with everything I needed. It came with the the meat and it came with the vegetables and it came with the starches. It was all portion control and it came with all the little doodads. Like, you know, if you only needed two teaspoons of sour cream, it was in the sour cream tube. And if you only needed right. a, a rosemary, because all that stuff I end up throwing out when I don't use when I make a meal. Well, how many times have you only needed, say, a tablespoon of capers and you have to buy a whole thing of capers? It's true. Everything is pre-measured for you with HelloFresh. And as a matter of fact, I went in and I signed up this week and I'm looking forward uh, to beginning next week. I want to say how easy it was to get on and to be able to sign up for this. And the choices are phenomenal. They are phenomenal. And the, when the box comes, Rob, like not to be like spoiler alert, spoiler alert, um, yeah, the, the box comes and it has these like pre-printed directions. They look like, it looks like a little cookbook, but it's yeah. idiot proof because it has pictures and it's like in six easy steps. Like this is how you prepare the meal. And I gave it to my 10 year old, my 13 year old boys mm-hmm. who are not like specialty cooks at those ages. And they are really just, you know, they're experts at like opening bags, but mm-hmm. They could see the stuff, they could follow the pictures, and each one of my kids on a different night made dinner. And they were so proud of themselves, and I was so glad not to have to eat, like, scorched um, French toast for dinner because they wanted to make dinner. And we ate it all, and the only people who were unhappy in our house about HelloFresh were my three dogs because they usually (laughs) get their own stuff, they get the leftovers, and the stuff nobody wants to eat, and there wasn't anything left over. Right. What I found was for, especially for when you're cooking for one or two or three or four, like these are small families, you know, my little one doesn't eat much and I'm trying not to eat too much. So to have it all portioned out and portion control, it's really hard to cook smaller. It's hard to cook small meals for small families. 
And what I have to say, Stephen and I are older. Steve is retired. I still work, but I, uh, when I get home, it, it's very. We're used to cooking for a family. When you're older, you don't necessarily want to have a whole refrigerator full of food because we may not get to it. And when it's portioned and it's prepackaged, you know, I've got that chicken dinner ready. I've got, can put it together and I've got the exact ingredients I need. You don't have to worry about that at the grocery store and decide, oh, maybe I need to buy another thing of sour cream because I only need one tablespoon. Well, it has a lot of variety, which I really liked. And the most important thing, and, and, you know, this is just me being the single mom. And, you know, many of you, your, you know, your partners, you know, whether male or female are on deployment. And so, you know, you're just running. You have to make every decision in the universe. And one of the things I have by the end of the day when it's mealtime, I do not wait to make another decision. Like, I'm done. I like my decision-making powers have, have exhausted themselves. And I don't want to have to think of what are we going to have for dinner and you kind of pre-choose these ahead of time so they come and they show up in this box and it's not expensive like I thought it would be a fortune as a single mom it's well within my budget especially when you take away the time it takes me to get to the grocery store the amount of food we throw away and then I have to prepare it and with these little books that booklets that come in my kids Mm -hmm. can do it now granted they're not going to do it every single meal but they had fun and it was easy and it was convenient it was all the things that fast food was supposed to be except it doesn't make you sick which you know we thought the whole thing of hello fresh was so funny because we opened the box and we're like wow it is fresh it is listen to some of these recipes that they have cumin roasted carrot and avocado salad you've got a quick sausage bolognese you've got cherry drizzled pork chops rapid crispy shrimp tacos those are to die for um balsamic onion burgers that looks so delicious and the thing that i think now here i am in my 60s san there are some spices that i have never used in my life but i'm going to learn how to use these spices and then i can do it again afterwards because i've learned well, and I will say, like, from the novice cook to the expert cook, because, you know, you know, I went to cooking school in my early 20s. That's how I put my way through college. I actually was interested in looking at these, you know, they kind of give you the, the, the look, and then they give you alternatives. Um, and I found that fascinating because it was kind of like a little mini cooking school. And it was really funny when my 10-year-old was like, finally, finally chop the walnuts, mom. And he took the walnut back <laughs> and he took the spoon and he's like, smack, 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 smack. And he, he mashed them all up in little pieces. He's like, and I'm like, well, that's not chopping. He goes, yeah, but you're not, I'm not allowed to use a knife. So it was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It was really fun, and we got a lot out of it, and we could prepare a meal as a family without me being, like, strung out at the end of the day. Isn't that awesome? What's exciting, San, um, customers can choose from a classic box, a veggie box, or the family box. So whether you've got two, three, four, or five, um, me- uh, three, four, or five meals coming to you for either two or four people, you are able to customize your meals that are coming. And what's really exciting is that we have a promotion from HelloFresh, and we're excited we- to share that. 
do. We do. If you guys want to take a whack at it, because like, here's the thing. Today's topic is all about where do we cut corners and we don't want to cut corners on our health and we don't want to cut corners, you know, on our, on our, um, family time. So where can we cut corners? One of the corners that this cuts is, is the drive time, the selection time, and the prep time is really cut down a lot too. And so is the waste. So those are good places to cut corners. So if you guys want $35 off your first week of delivery, go to hellofresh.com. That's H-E-L-L-O fresh, R-F-R-E-S-H.com and enter the promo code for our show, which is military mom. You know how to spell it. Put in military mom. You'll get $35 off off your first week of deliveries and um it's worth it it's worth it to give it a try rob you use it i use it and you know neither of us are millionaires right it's definitely something that's affordable it's definitely worth the try because uh you can customize your menus as you wish there's so many different options to choose from you can edit your what's coming you know what's coming next week and then if you do go to the grocery store you know okay i have three meals coming that are going to be a chicken one a fish one and maybe a hamburger one maybe that means that i'm going to have a ham i'll i'll pick up a ham and i'll also pick up pizza makings so you already know three of your meals that are coming this week, and uh, it, it definitely is great for people. Maybe you don't have uh, a facility near you to get some of these uh, uh, fresher ingredients. This is the way to do it. Um, it, it definitely is going to help a family, what, well, no matter what size your family is. Right. I mean, Rob, you and I talk about this. You're in New Hampshire. I'm in Southern California and I can get really good produce quickly. You know, I can go to the market and pick all sorts of produce. And then I'll say like, Rob, why aren't you eating your tomatoes? Rob, why aren't you eating your cucumbers? And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, because this story either doesn't have them, they don't carry them, or they're so used to being trucked around for two right. weeks that they don't taste very good. Well, this box, when you open it up, it truly is HelloFresh. And I dare anybody out there to place an order, open it, and not go HelloFresh. HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get zucchini two weeks ago, for example. Could not find a zucchini for the life of me. I went to two stores. I wanted to do a, a lasagna that had some zucchini in it. So so there you go. We want you to try HelloFresh. And there again, it's HelloFresh.com. And when you get in there, you can enter Military Mom as your promo code and give it a try. It's worth it. It's worth it. I agree. Now, you know what else is worth it is Frankie Picasso, who's coming on the show today. And I think she's fantastic because not only is she fun and she's pretty and she's smart and she's lovable, but she's also a coach that can help us in some of these cutting measures because we, we are overwhelmed. Most of us work in and out of the home, full-time, part-time, you name it. There's just too much to do. And as a result, we all gain weight. We get frustrated with our kids. So many of my friends, Rob, do not enjoy the day-to-day parenting. And I'm not talking about the, the just the good stuff and the hard stuff. They're just too tired. They're too tired to enjoy their kids. And that's what I got in, especially when my kids were like five to nine. Those were the brutal years. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to watch a movie with them and not fall asleep because that, that was on my New Year's resolutions this year was to watch a movie with my kids and not fall asleep. <laughs> falling asleep my kids they they call me the narcoleptic mom because there's just no <laughs> there's been times that i have fallen asleep mid-sentence because i'm just so tired it is it's not fair 
is. Frankie, we're glad you're with us today. Hello. Hi, Robin. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for having me today. I'm looking forward to, to talking with you guys. I'm looking forward to, I just saw Hello Freshes in Canada, too, so that's awesome. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. I can have it, too. That's wonderful. We've got a break coming up, so let's get, uh, get our, our uh, break in, and we're going to talk to Frankie Picasso on the other side of the break. Lots of fun things to talk about. We're excited. So um, say hello fresh and then come back and we'll talk to Frankie Picasso on the other side of the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. We're excited to have you, Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sandra. (laughs) Or Robin, I should say. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Got a lead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break and don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live. The show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that want that code again for HelloFresh, it's HelloFresh.com. Enter in the code MILITARYMOM and you'll get $35 off your first week of delivery. So that's really awesome. And without further ado, we're going to bring on the much ballyhooed Frankie Picasso. Oh, don't you love that word? I'm like, I love it. Word of the day. I've got one of those calendars. I learn a new word every day. So you guys are just going to have to put up with me. Um, but Frankie, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, ladies. Nice to be here with you. Yay. It's always fun. So, Frankie, fix my life. How can I fix my life? Well, you know, the first thing that came up for me, honestly, was to put, you know, everything that you want to do on a calendar. Because really, if you don't schedule it, 
it's not going to get done. And that is one of the biggest time management saving techniques. I, I have already got my manis and my pedis and my facial, if that's what I want, or a massage in my calendar for the month, my hairdresser, they're all there. So that means I'm taking good care of myself. And when you take good care of yourself and you're not stressed and you can take care of your boys and your family and have, you know, fun times with them because, you know, you've looked after you, which is really important as a single mom. You got to look after you. It's hard. It is hard. And half the time I'm not on my list, Rob. You'll tell. I mean, Rob, how many years ago did we do a show and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not even on my to-do list, and I'm still there. Well, it's true. And, and don't we all, as moms, just put ourselves last? We've always done that, and yep. we have to give ourselves permission to say. I need to put me first on this list so that I can do X, Y, Z afterwards. Yeah. When you're giving everything to everybody else, your cup cannot be empty. It has to be full. And so you need to fill that up with the things that you love to do, the things that, you know, uh, energize you, make you feel really good about you. And then you have something to give to other people. It's always that way. You know, when you have a meeting, uh, that meeting needs to have an agenda and you have to stick to that. You know, we talk about boundaries on another show earlier today. You have to have those boundaries around you and say, okay, that's it. 10 minutes. That's all this is going to be. I don't need to go on and on and on. We got to the point. We know what we're doing. And then that's it. Move on. Otherwise, people will hijack your day. You can't allow them to do that. My kids hijack my day. The hardest boundary I'm having to set right now is both of my kids like to walk in. And they don't come into the bathtub area. They come in the bathroom area. The tub's separate. Mm -hmm. And then they sit down and they want to tell me their worries. They want to tell me their their fears and their, you know, questions about girls and all these things that I want to answer just not when I'm in the tub. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there's a lock on the door, I'm sure. And as they get older, they, they do become, you know, they, they do understand that there is private time, solitary time that people need to have that time away. Doesn't mean you don't love them. Doesn't mean, you know, you're not interested in their day. It just means this is your time right now, your time to relax, your time to de-stress. And then when you get out of the bath, you know, even say, listen, from seven to eight, you're all mine. I'm going to listen and play with you and do everything you want me to do with you. Well, and I just have to share one thing because I think my kids are, everybody thinks their kids are unique or different. Yeah. But your, your kids are unique and different. <laughs> they, are. they are definitely unique and different. I think they're awesome. One of the things that they did recently when I told them, look, this is mommy time. This is my time. You know, one of my kids, I said, come on, it's time to eat. It's time to eat now. And he's like, oh, no. He goes, this is my time. He goes, I need this time. And I want to throttle that little mouth because he had a point. He's like, look, I I had soccer, then I had dance. And then, you know, I just want to sit down and relax. Well, that was when I timed dinner. And he's like, you really should check with me for dinner because he goes, I need some of my time, you know, kind of to adjust between these two things. And I know he listened to me on the radio. I know he yep. got that right from my own mouth, fired it back at me. And you know what? I had to sit there with dinner on the table, waiting another 35 minutes so he could have his me time because he really did make a clear argument. Drives me bananas. Well, you know, that is a good argument and, you know, clever for him, right? But you are still in charge of the ship. And, you know, the captain says it's dinner, it's dinner. So what you can do is put his plate away. He can use a microwave. He can heat it back up in the oven and you sit down with the other son or your dad and your brother or whoever's there, chicken nugget, and and eat your dinner because that's when you need to eat it. It's time. Why should everybody have a cold dinner or an overcooked dinner? 
because somebody else needs their time out. That's fine. Let them have their time out. However, at least once a week, I think families need to sit down together and have a meal. And that's when sharing takes place. Like for me, I never allowed TV at the dinner table. Uh, I thought it was, this is our time when we get to communicate and, and speak with one another. And it's really important. So that, you know, was usually on a Friday night. Um, it, you know, you got hockey and baseball and this and that and dance and whatever, but you need to be, yes, and phones too. No phones at the dinner table. Um, no electronics at the dinner table. It's just not allowed. And we need to get away from that. I see too many people now in restaurants with their children, two years old, one years old. Parents aren't speaking to one another. They're each on their phone. They're not communicating with their children. They're not even looking at what their kids are doing. Like, oh my gosh, what is happening? We need to, you know... Eye to eye, speak to one another, find out how our day is going, and and be there for our children. I think there's times too. Oh, go ahead, San. I just want to tag on, and then I'll shut up. But where did the where did it get that the person on the phone becomes more important than the person? Oh my God! Across from us. That is my biggest pet peeve, especially especially when I go into a store and I want to buy something, and I could be standing there with merchandise in my hand and cash in the other. And the person on the phone is more important. They're not there. They're not buying anything, but they're more important than me. That drives me insane. And why is this person on the phone more important at the dinner table or anywhere? What's, what's most difficult, I think, to balance, and I was there, I get it, uh, is that kids' lives do flex to a certain degree. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, how many times has a mom gotten the comment, mom, can I run down to the store? I need poster board. When is the report due? It's due tomorrow. I have mm-hmm. to have a diorama. <laughs> Our lives crash because now everybody's got to get their clothes back on. They got to go put, go back out to the store and things do change. But I think if on a routine basis, we try to say, all right, um, Tuesday nights, what I used to do, I would always take my kids out for dinner. It would be like McDonald's or it would be just a Mm -hmm. quick uh, pizza slice. But Tuesday nights was always our night to just, we didn't go home yet. We went out for supper first and then would, uh, then our, the rest of our night would take place. But at least I had one time in the day that was kind of booked or time in the week that was booked. That was kid time. I didn't do anything else, but kid stuff. Then, uh, I think it's easier because that panic, you're going to have the panic. I need to run to the store and get the poster board. But I think if they know that they do have some time coming up that is time with them, they're not as apt to keep not as apt to keep interrupting you for that instant attention. Because why do kids interrupt? Probably because they just want attention, not that they need something right then. They just need the attention. Well, you're right there. You know, good attention or bad attention is attention. Yep. So, you know, it all works. And I did the same thing. I used to take my kids out once a week for dinner, too. And I I, I really cherish that time. My kids are older now. They're all, you know, 20s and up. But but it was really special. And I love watching them today because I see them reenacting a lot of the things that we put into place, you know, in in, in my family. And and so they're taking those traditions and they're moving on with them. And I think that's that's great. But the idea of of having to run out and get that poster board, like now you're you're, you know, uh, emergency is my emergency. Well, moms are really good at that. I mean, I didn't accept it at the workplace, but yeah. as a mom, you kind of got it. Yeah, okay, you know, I got to do it. I got to yeah. do it. I'll do anything for my kids. But I think that that again, if you look and you have those those times where you're able to speak to one another and ask them, what's your day like? What's your what's coming up in your homework? What's happening? And you kind of know in your head what their schedule is. Then you can 
kind of foresee a little bit of that too and go, hey, don't you need that? Well, and I'm really pushy. I'm like the pushy tech mom Mm -hmm. and I'm always willing to like help. And, you know, this is true for some of the younger moms and the older teachers. I'm not saying that it's always that way, but when you're kind of a younger mom and there's an older teacher or you're a tech savvy mom, go in and volunteer with the teacher to set up a little free website. You know, a lot of the schools get them for free. They don't know how to maintain them. Or like in my case, one of my teachers didn't really know how to post. She just didn't get it. So she would email it to me and like two minutes in the morning, I would just post it up to the classroom site, just post it up. And, you know, if you can encourage your teachers to put these projects up online ahead of time, mm-hmm. you can look and go, okay, dioramas due next week, book report. You know you're going to need certain things just because. Right. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. That's technique. something that, yeah, that's changed in this generation. I mean, of course, when my kids are little, we, we had notes going back and forth in a yes. little journal. <laughs> I'd have to remember to empty out the backpack to make sure I got all the notes because it'd be one crammed with a wadded used bubble gum stuck in it. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Or the ones that they didn't want to do, they threw out on the way home. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, they're always wrapped up in the bottom. Yep. That's right. You know, kids are, kids are wonderful and, and they do tend to take up a lot of your time and they're supposed to because they're our kids. Yeah. However, you know what? When you get to a place where you're overwhelmed, you are not a good parent any longer. So you have to take steps to uh, chunk, chunk those things out that are overwhelming you. And ask for help. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And, you know, Frankie, I think that's a good thing to, to show kids that there are times that we do reach our limit and there are times that we have to say, whoa, we have to do a little time management because they're going to learn by watching you. Mm-hmm. They're going to realize, yep, I got overloaded. I got a little bit um, overwhelmed and I need to step back. And how did I get back on track? That's giving them valuable lessons because they can see firsthand that mom is melting down, but they also also can see that mom can come back and uh, to give them that uh, tool is the best way to help them um, learn to be able to manage it themselves. Time management is difficult for anybody. I don't care if you're five or it you're is. 50 or whatever. I want to throw something out there for all the moms. No one ever died because your laundry wasn't folded and you had to get yep. your own pants and your own shirt yes. the dryer. That was right out of my house this morning. Absolutely true. <laughs> I always, that was my motto. That was my motto. You and know what? Again, I'd rather have a messy house than kids who didn't feel loved. Yes. Yes. And there's that permission again. We yeah. have to give ourselves permission. We have to be able to say, yep, it's okay. The laundry is clean. That's great. We can get it out of the laundry basket instead of out of the drawer. It's okay. Yep. We're coming up on a break, girls. We've got uh, a lot more coming up with Frankie Picasso. Wonderful conversation. Sandra Beck and I will be back in uh, just a minute right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. And once again, we want to remind you to go to HelloFresh.com. We want you to punch in that code military mom and we want you to give it a try talk about helping with your time management that's going to be the best way to do it so um on the other side of the break we've got lots more for you right here on military mom talk radio we've got lots more ahead stay with us on military mom talk radio
If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. make gladden girls but they seem to burden guys that's what a recent study by live science says women respond with happy gratitude when they receive a present but when a man unwraps a gift he immediately feels a sense of obligation to the giver even those women who really don't like getting presents are pretty good at faking a smile what do you call a person who fakes a smile an exodesiast according to psychologists men tend to keep mental notes of what they got from whom and check it against their own generosity. Women, on the other hand, take gift-giving much less seriously. I guess ever since Eve gave Adam the apple, there's been trouble between sexes about gifts. Have you ever unwrapped a G-Food jet? That's another name for any gift you'd just rather put in the garbage. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting today with life coach Frankie Picasso. Now, this is one of my pet peeves. This is going to be like one of these Sandra Rant shows, because I had a lot of children in my household over the holidays, and I was just so frustrated. I... Our kids can program these DS machines. They can get their iPhones and download apps and, and log into social media to get their free coins. You know, all these things they can do, but they can't put dishes in the dishwasher and hit start. They can't put dark in light and then dump the dark in the washing machine, push two buttons, throw in a capsule and, and let it run. It's, it's just amazing to me how there's like this fundamental gap between um, these things with the kids today. And over the holidays, I had this big holiday party. It was like an eight, eight hour party. Cause I do a lot of toys for tots stuff for the Marine Corps. So I had people all day long. And there was this kid that knocked over this orange soda and he's 13 years old. And he goes, Ooh, I spilled. And so I went, Ooh, clean it up. <laughs> he looked at me like, are you out of your cotton pick and mind? And I'm like, you see that thing over there? It's called a paper towel. And he like took the paper towel and I swear he was sopping up radioactive liquid. He was like, Ooh, you know, like this. And then he held it up and looked at me and I'm like trash right there. Now this kid has been in my house multiple times. It's not like he couldn't turn around and see the trash can, but he was so 
like dumbfounded that he would have to do this housework thing. Now, if I asked this kid, could you go over there to that PlayStation 4 and download GTA 5 and, yes. and update the settings and, and I could give him five things to do, Johnny on the spot. And I, I really worry about our kids today because they're so great technologically, and don't get me wrong, that's good, but when you can't operate a paper towel, we have a problem, Houston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally agree with you. You know, my kids, um, I think that they were, pro- I know for sure by 12, they were doing laundry. And and I even remember my son saying to me, he goes, mom, my friends don't even know how to do laundry. Can you believe that? And I'm like, yeah, see, good for you. Independent child. You know what? When you know how to cook for yourself and, and clean up after yourself and, and do your laundry for yourself, you know what? When you leave home, you know, you know how to look after yourself. It's not a big surprise. <laughs> And, and it wasn't a big deal. My mom, you know, she made the mistake and it was a big mistake that, you know, I, I didn't do the corners tight enough on, on the sheets or I didn't clean well enough for when I was little. And, and so it was always redone. And at that point I said, okay, you know what? It's not good enough. You do it. But with my kids, it's like, no vacuum. Oh, good job. Yay. You know, any little bit of help helps. So why not? They know how to do a vacuum. Boys love to vacuum. Love it. They do. I know. Yeah. They get rather scientific with it, which is really yeah. a riot because yeah. they just – or the, 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 my daughter was – I was laughing when you were saying uh, the, the kids by 12. My daughter would save up her money. At be, we're very close to a store, and when the kids were able to walk to it, she would walk down and buy more underwear <laughs> instead of having to go down to the washing <laughs> machine and do her laundry. <laughs> That was my daughter. (laughs) But I think it's true. We enable these kids uh, and sometimes uh, for for not uh, being more self-sufficient. And then they turn around. One of the things that our high school did, even now my daughter's in her 30s, but um, when she was in high school, they had a life skills class. And I know more and more high schools are starting to do this. And it was they would bring in a banker and tell you how to set up a bank account, how to set mm-hmm. up a checking account, how to balance your checking account every month. They'd have a car uh, dealer come in, show you how to buy a car, how to apply for a loan through for a car. They, the whole semester was filled with life skills. And it, it, it should be that we are preparing our children for independence. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. You know, especially moms and sons, we tend to mother our, our boys more than our girls because we expect those chores to be done by women, you know, by, by the females. However, when, when you allow boys to grow and just have those expectations that you know how to do it, you can do that. You can do the dishwasher. You can do the laundry. And, and to have those, you know, we had home economics when I was in high school, um, but then it became life skills, like you said, with, with our children. How, uh, how, how do I write a check? How, what do I do? What does it mean? All of those things. It's very, very important to know how to do those things. And now, you know, maybe not so much because it's just a click and a picture of your check and it goes in the bank. But all of those things are, you know, exploding, all the technology. So we, we have to keep up with it. But there still is. You still have to go to a bank. You still have to get a mortgage if you want to buy a house. You still have to do certain things um, in this world that you need to know about. Well, and And I'm going to jump in here because I have this problem with technology all the time. I've got young 20-somethings that work for me, you know, and I'm the 40-something, you know, kind of like kick it old school, old hag of the technology industry. And 
What I find is that a lot of these kids have only the superficial knowledge of how it's done technologically. Like they have no frame of reference to go back. Like, let's just take check writing. You've got a check write versus an e-check versus a PayPal versus all these things. And none of them really equate equally to the transfer of money. Like, like a PayPal transfer means you spent $1.75 on an app. You know, my one mm-hmm. kid burned through $10 in Christmas money by an app. So he's like, oh, where did it go? You know, and no fairy came in and sucked that money out, honey. But it's, it's making those connections. And so I see the kids today growing up with this knowledge of tech and they don't know the underlying surface underpinning, so they can't troubleshoot. And that's where they call me like, oh, yeah, we need granny over here kicking it old school to get back into the <laughs> lower base code. Um, and it's, <laughs> you know, and I do when I come in and I'm like, hey, guys, this is a DOS shell or hey, this is based on this, this is the Joomla core. We're going to we're going to do this, this and this. And they look at me like, dude, and <laughs> the problem and when they don't see these things so anywhere we can we gotta sh- we gotta kick it old school with them we gotta say hey look this is a checkbook this is how it's written because we got bubkiss when it comes to these life skill stuff there's nothing here that i know of in california at least in southern california schools and wow. i don't know what you have available but when you go to the bank take your kid i took my kid in to watch yes. to watch me vote and everybody he was the only kid there he's like mom i am such a freak and i'm like you know what you're going to know what the voting process is. You're going to look at the ticket. You're going to see the way we punch little holes and all this stuff. And you're going to get it in a way other kids don't. So bringing your kids with you with some of this stuff, I think they learn more by seeing than, than just explaining it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember my, my son being really little and he goes, can I have this? And I go, no, I'm sorry. I don't have any money. And the first thing he said was, well, go to the bank machine. I go, well, the bank machine doesn't just give you money <laughs> if you don't have money. Like they didn't know it's like magic. It's like a magic money tree, right? You just go to the machine, you put your card in, but you put your card in, mom, and then you get money. Don't you know? You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it is. It's very it's all seems very magical with our phones and our right. bank machines and like wow. Because there's no real you don't see real money happening. Right. Right. We had a show not long. Well, maybe it was last year now. But remember, we were talking, San, about saying we need to start bringing cash with us more often and not always using plastic because that correlation, especially for younger ones, it doesn't come unless they really see that you are counting out $7.50 versus swiping that plastic card. And when well, you give them money too, right? They need to have money. Mm-hmm. They need to do chores and make money and and be able to buy things that they want and understand that this is how you, this is what you have to do. This is how much it costs. And now you go out and you buy. You can buy whatever you want. It's your money. But, you know, you have to manage that money. Well, and one of my pet peeves about money with kids, and I have this in my neighborhood. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it or have some sort of, like, alternative, like, my kids have a set of chores that they have to do just because they're part of this family. Now, granted, right. it's a single parent family and we've got grandpa living with us. So, you know, we've got certain things that they have to do just to be part of the family. And then the extra stuff on top of that, they get paid for. Like if I need slave labor in my office, you know, with some programming, Max can do it. Or, you know, Zachy can copy and paste till the day is done. So they can earn a little extra, you know, $10 here, $20 mm-hmm. there. But there's parents that just give them an allowance. Like, this is just your money. 
And then yeah, just- no, I don't, I don't agree with that. I remember my son being on a hockey team and a dad would pay his kid like $20 a goal. You know what that said about, Oh my God. And everything like that was horrible. I mean, he set his kid up to not be a team player to, you know, just be a yeah. superstar. It was awful. So I disagree with that. And I think that, that, you know, when you are part of a family, everybody has a role to play. Everybody has to help out, set the table, wash the dishes, whatever. That's not for money. That's because you live in the family. Right. <laughs> Other stuff is for money. You can negotiate those things. Right. Wash my car right. or clean it out or do whatever. Absolutely. I'm well, I have to bring up my Girl Scout environment because uh, one of the things that we do in the product sales is not who's the top seller, but what is the goal that the troop is trying to make mm-hmm. uh, when they're selling their cookies. And, and of course, it is for most councils right now, it's Girl Scout cookie time. So I had to put that little plug in there. But um, we definitely want them to understand this is a program and they need to uh, work as a team to reach a goal. It's not just an individual who's going to be the top seller and i think that's a concept that it's harder for the parents to wrap their head around than it is for the kids parents are extremely extremely you know uh the word just went out of my head but but you know you guys know where i'm going with this <laughs> they, they, um, yeah. like, they are so competitive in everything that yeah. i've ever done with my kids parents are extremely competitive and and it's hard to take the, that out of the parent the kids are okay it's the parents so you know, I want my kid to be the best and I want my, you know, have more goals and this and that. I don't know, you know, what it is when they get together, but maybe it's because you're just so proud of your children and you want to see them succeed. I'm no, not sure. It brings up all their insecurities. You know, like I look at some of these parents that are pushing their kids to date or have a girlfriend or go out to the movies faster. It's like, because you were a loser and didn't have a date till college. And, you know, the other one is like these parents that never amounted to anything athletically. So they put a picture of their kid up on Facebook and say, hey, look out, NBA, look out, NHL. And I'm like, you know, the whole perception is that somehow if my kid exceeds, I exceeded. And it's like, you weren't on the ice scoring the goal. You weren't on the basketball court scoring the, the basket. Your kid was. And yeah, you were there to support them, and that's important, but it's not your goal. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we've got another uh, break coming up, girls. Uh, it, it's just flying by. It's so great when you have good con- conversation. Um, Frankie, I was going to ask you for um, – uh, your website and it's coming up. Is that correct? Um, yes, my site was hacked. My cPanel was hacked at okay. the beginning of, of December, and all four of my websites were trashed beyond oh, getting no. them back. So yeah, um, it's been just a heck of with Christmas and everything. It was just like, oh, I don't want to deal with you. Uh, but I have somebody working on it, and hopefully by the end of this week, we'll be back up and running again. Oh, great. On the, other, on the other side of the break, we'll talk a little bit more about where to find Frankie because we want to share you. <laughs> we want to share you with everybody. Thank you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'd love to hear from you. Check us out at militarymomtalkradio.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from 0-100 hours to 23:59. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at 
free gift from Joyce.com. weekend relaxing and reading through mental floss when I came across these rip-roaring R-words. I recognized a few of them, such as the old 18th century Scottish word ramfeasled, which means fatigued or exhausted. A couple more great R-words are ruckitly tuckitly, meaning crumpled or gathered up and ruched. Rouge is commonly used today to describe a flattering blouse or a top. Rabbity is a 16th century word for an innocent fool, while Raffle Coppin is a rash, impetuous person, or maybe just somebody that gets carried away with our words. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And today we're validating every parent that has participated in a school, charity, or sporting event where the parents had to be put in line, not the kids. And my big charity event that I do twice a year, I have actually restructured it completely because... They can't get along. The mothers fight. And the dads are actually pretty easy. They're just more stand in the corner, give me a hammer and tell me what to do. They're pretty easy. But these women, and you know, and I love women. I'm a big proponent of women's rights, women issues, but get the you know what along. You know, we're here for a reason. We're here for a mission. It's the school dance, it's the toy drive, it's the cancer, it's the heart health jump rope contest, not your personal proving ground. Yeah, so what is it, Sandra? What is it that that comes up for them, do you think? What what do they say? What are they trying to prove? I think they're trying to prove that they're important, that somebody sees them and recognizes them for their contribution or recognizes them for whatever, like, lack they get in their marriage or lack they get in their single-parent life. Like, I get all that, but you got to put it aside because it's not about you. Right. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, even in the government, we, you know, I put together a recognition program for for volunteers because it is important to recognize the time that they spend, you know, doing things for others. And and so if you can recognize them in the end, maybe they don't have to put out all that. They're going to get recognized. They know it. They don't have to, you know, go crazy. It's not going to be volunteer of the year. There's not going to be any of that. It's just everybody's going to get, you know, a recognition. And that would maybe alleviate a little bit of that. So should I stand up there and go, okay, moms, you're all beautiful. Everybody's thin. Your hair looks great. Everybody's clothes looks good. All your kids are smart geniuses that are going to play in the NHL <laughs> and then retire with a supermodel wife and beautiful grandchildren. Move on. Yeah, no. <laughs> because you're validating the I wrong things. Want- that was Southern California. That's what we validated. Yeah, that's true. Hmm? The entitlement generation, we're kind of leaning into that, that's, that's where this is going. I mean, everybody's, in, it gets, um, gets the trophy because they are there, not because they achieved, but because right. they are present. And yeah, that's, that is so difficult to, so once it's gone rampant, it's hard to rein it back in. That's the difficulty. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the sports teams, you know, everybody wins, um, but people like to be winners. <laughs> it's difficult. But, you know, to, yeah. to get, I think we, we can come back around, though, to um, the very beginning of the show, saving yourself time. And that time is that when your children are doing something, let them do it. You don't have to do it. Let them do it. And and so with Toys for Tots, are the parents getting the the toys or are the children collecting toys? Who who's doing that? The well, I think it's a it's a joint effort. And I try to teach this thing I learned from Kimberly Rinaldi. Um, and it was like process versus outcome. Like, mm-hmm. is it really important to me for to focus on the process? Like, you know, it, the kid goes and he picks out a toy that he thinks is good, or does the mother go and pick out the toys? I like the mother and child or the father and child to go pick out a toy for a kid they'll never meet. I think that teaches some really valuable lessons. Right. Goes, the dishwasher, do we want the dishes lined up the way I think they should be? Or is it good enough? Like, I used to be kind of a little perfectionist for with some of this stuff and I've had to let it go because I found with my kids good enough is good enough like Mm -hmm. okay the the glasses do not have to be lined up by height which I admit I do and the plates have to be like lined up by type which I do but you know if you don't they still get clean and so I've had to kind of ratchet back my own process criticism to go, mm-hmm. well, what's the outcome? Do we all get clean glasses in the end? Do we get clean laundry? Do we get toys in the end? Um, and that was me kind of looking into me going, well, what's more important here? The kid does it and we still get the same outcome or the kid does it the way I want it done. Right. And that, that was my mom, right? She wanted it the way she wanted it done. And, and she set me up for a lifetime of just not doing it. So I think it's important that you let them to do as, as long as it's not a cop out, like, oh, I get to do a shitty job because I can. No, do the best that you can. You know, we still want you to do a good job, but you don't have to do it my way. Figure out your own your own process. If you like my process, use it. If you don't, well, figure out your own. And I think it's really important to allow them to come up with a process because that way they will always take the initiative. That is part of, of helping kids is that rather than just giving them an answer, helping them learn how to find an answer. And that goes even back to my education days is you, you don't just say, okay, the answer is blah, blah, blah. Uh, you have to say, all right, well, let's see. How can we figure this out? And does it take extra time? Yeah, it does. But is it going to give them the the skill to be able to do that? Yeah, it is. That's important. Well, it's time planned up front, right? The plan, yeah. the time that you take in the planning is is worth everything because then you don't have to do it later on. So if you teach your kids to load a dishwasher, yeah, hey, then they get to load a dishwasher for the next twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just share something with you, and I hope that this doesn't come up in, like, divorce court, even though my divorce is over. One of the things that I used to do in my marriage, which is probably why I'm divorced, but my ex-husband was really picky. He wanted the glasses, like, lids down in the the, the pantry because the dirt falls in them. And I'm like, but the dirt gets on the glass when you put the rim on the ground. But anyway, but he had all these certain things, and I would purposely do it the opposite. So he'd get so frustrated with me. He goes, if you can't do it right then you, you, you can't do it at all. And I'm like, okay, yeah. then you can do the dishes. Yes. Okay. You can clean the counters. Okay. You can clean the floors. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, wow, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, so it kind of works both ways when you have that, you know, to play it um, either end, but yeah, that process versus outcome. Do I want to pick on, you know, the process, as long as we get the outcome, it's all good. 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter how the it doesn't matter how the towels are folded. It doesn't matter. But then there are certain things. Do I need to wipe the counter after I cut chicken? Well, yeah. Yeah. You do need to kind of step in and <laughs> I'm manic about that stuff. Yeah. Because oh it's okay. Be. No, I'm no it's not okay. I like my I like my lettuce and stuff washed. I like my counter clean after chicken. Like I you know, turkey I'm like sitting there with the comet and everything, like every thing out there is gonna kill whatever because uh, it's important to me i wouldn't eat it if you don't do it well there's that that comes down in the category of my non-negotiables hygiene health and safety you like you know what i love my kids and they like to run with those jarts darts when they go to my dad's house you know those those darts of death that we used to throw up in the air with a big poker on it and then they would fall down <laughs> supposed to be fall down in a ring on the grass but you invariably hit your brother and sister mm-hmm. so you know, things that have to do with health, safety, hygiene, you know, those are non-negotiables. But everything else is is kind of on the table. There were so many times that we would explore something. Uh, when the kids were little, we would cook together and um, we would try something. And I'd say, what do you think? Does that taste good? Well, no, I don't think I like it. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you tried it. You know, and then we know <laughs> not to put this, these two ingredients together in the future. So, yeah, there, there's that exploration and it's okay That's to try. And, yeah, I like to that. be open to say, nope, I, I tried it, but I don't like it. And, um, yeah, you, you have to explore, but you have to give them the permission to explore, too. You I don't do. want them to think that they can't use the mayonnaise because they're afraid they're going to, you know, get yelled at for using mayonnaise. It's okay. Try it. Or, or the, that your belief system becomes theirs. So that the things that you don't like, they don't like. No, try it. Maybe you will like it. It doesn't mean that you can't like the things I don't like. And, and so that's right. really important that people, you know, buy into the belief systems. Um, and that's why later on in life that they have a lot of problems and, and issues. And, and when you, when you, that's like one of the number one things I go to is, you know, do you really believe that? And they go, I don't know. Well, because they never questioned it. They just, you know, their family was like that. My family doesn't eat mayonnaise, right? Well, how do you know? You know, maybe you'll like it. And, and so it's, open, it's, it's important to let them be open to experiences. It's important to give them the the uh, sort of the confidence to be able to try, yeah. I guess. And you know, they they know that they can try. They know that they have. Uh, I think risk in a, a sort of a, a safe risk environment is good. They they they've got to learn one way or another. So might as well learn with you. Uh, give them the opportunity to try, and then um, they'll have logical exploration in the future. It sounds sounds so good in theory. <laughs> I, know. I don't know how many times I've had to come home to a kitchen that something blew up because they put baking soda into Coke bottles or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But you know what? I mean, I was a little bit paranoid around food because I have this, you know, this fear of food poisoning. It came from watching a TV show when I was like three years old. Anyway, so I have a son who is not afraid of food poisoning. And so he, you know, will eat a hamburger that he left in the back seat of his car the next day. And he goes, well, the sun warmed it up. So I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure I'd be dead if I ate it, but he doesn't believe he's going to. So it's always, it's okay. (laughs) You know, that's hilarious. I know. Oh my God. It's gross, but it works out for him. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was at a meeting not long ago. We're coming close to the end, but I got to throw this in. It was so funny. Uh, the, the the woman came with her baby, and she sat toward the back. And she, we were in this conference room, and she put her baby down on the floor. And I said, "Oh, I've got a towel in the other room yeah. in my office. You want me to go and get it?" Oh no, she's fine. And I just looked straight at her deadpan, and I said, third kid?" She said, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your kid eats dirt. You just look at the other parents and say he's getting his vitamins and minerals naturally. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Hey, setting them up. Hey, they're not going to be sick. Good for them. Yeah. Boy, we can be over, over cautious, but it's all good. Each but time around, really I think we get a little like I'm going to let Rob end, but I just want everybody to feel kind of like validated today. You know, it's hard to manage kids. It's hard to manage work. It's hard to manage laundry and cooking and effective parenting and our clients and our mothers and our fathers and our grown children and our dogs and our keeping our car clean and putting the laundry. I mean, I could go on forever. And I just want to like honor yeah. all of our military moms today because you guys have a unique set of conditions that most families will never deal with. So I'm just going to sit here and, 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 and salute and be proud of all of you because it is really difficult. And we want to say thank you to Frankie. Frankie Picasso has been awesome chatting with you. Oh, thank you, Robin. I love your perspective and your uh, just go, go get it kind of attitude. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> You're so funny. We love it. So uh, uh, thank you p- to Frankie and San. It's always great chatting with you. Love you. And uh, we're going to have another great discussion coming up next week. So you always want to tune back into Military Mom Talk Radio. Uh, in about a week or so, check out the goodradionetwork.com because you'll find more of Frankie there. And uh, you can always find us at militarymomtalkradio.com. So thanks, everyone. We're glad you were with us today. And um, we're wrapping up another show, Sam. It's all good, baby. It's all good. (laughs) Take care, everyone. We hope you all have a good week. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at militarymomtalkradio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom.